0: Hello, fellow sojourners. I'm your host Dave Layton, and welcome to Travel with a Purpose, a podcast designed to keep sojourners and friends informed, entertained, and inspired. Well, in today's episode, we'll be visiting with another very special couple and dear friends of ours, Guy and Vicky Wood. Hello, Guy and Vicky. Hello. Hi. Good to see. Lynn and I have known this couple for many years. Guy uh, and Guy and I. Guy and I were stationed together at the Air Force Officer Training School. Uh, actually, Guy and I, I have to slow down to say that. All right, but we, we were actually stationed at the same time. We were not in the same squadron uh, during basic training. Uh, and and uh, if if you'll recall, uh, well, my, my anniversary for uh, uh, enlisting and reporting to basic training was uh, – August the 27th. And uh, so that's a long, long time of uh, 1976.
1: That's a long time ago, brother. Yeah. Mine was September 10th of
0: 1976. Yeah. That's like, yep. you know, that's a, that's a lifetime. Yes, so, sir. <laughs> but then we uh, kind of ran different channels in the Air Force and uh, you went into the missile program and uh, I was in. Uh, Command post communications and then uh, uh, instructing. But anyway, you one day showed up at officer training school at my door. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was, that was great. There's uh, Captain Guy Wood standing at my door. Uh, That was, that was (laughs) awesome. So we were, we were able to finish, or at least I did finish my career with us stationed together. Mm -hmm. But you guys also worshiped with us here at Prattville for several years and uh, vicky is Hello. a is a uh, interpreter for the deaf and hard of hearing and so uh, you guys helped our congregation with that ministry uh, even helping us establish that ministry and then being available so mm-hmm. and and uh, anyway then you moved away so and <laughs> yeah, we're still so beyond that, though, seriously, uh, uh, you, you, they, Guy and Vicky have just been close friends that uh, we love dearly. All right. Well, enough of me talking about them. I ask them to be on the podcast because uh, although they are not sojourners, they have something that's very much in common with us. And we're going to talk about that. You guys live in a tiny space that moves around a lot. In fact, it's constantly on the move. So tell us about your current
1: housing arrangement. Well, our our current housing arrangement is a forty-two foot uh, trawler boat that we just purchased in May, late May, and moved aboard just a few weeks later in June. And uh, we've been getting her seaworthy ever since then. Moving in, getting things stowed, getting ready to get underway. Because right now we're still right smack dab in in the hurricane area in South Florida.
0: Yeah. We've
1: got to get out of here. Our insurance company. Yeah. It.
0: So y'all made the transition from the Air Force to the Navy. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're living on a, a boat. This is, this is your second trawler boat.
1: This is our That's second right. trawler boat. We lived on uh-huh. our other uh, one, a 40 foot trawler for about six years and uh, then we sold it and ended up moving back to the land in Alabama for two years and uh, about two or three months maybe four months into living on the land having our dirt home we sort of decided we didn't really like being back on the dirt so we started plotting our escape back to the water then it took okay. us about a year half because tax reasons and things like that if you sell a home to before the two-year mark, you, you get beat up with taxes and things so.
2: Capital gains taxes. Yeah. And when we sold the boat, the first boat, originally we were looking for a larger boat. We were in a 40-foot Nordhaven, and we were looking for closer to 48 to 50 feet, but we couldn't find one. And so as the months went on, we decided maybe we better just buy a house. And so that's what we did. And okay. then the glory
0: that we did. Yeah. What is the name of your boat? Everybody names their boat. So what's the name of your boat?
2: It, it's Onward. Onward. The first boat was Onward and this is also Onward. And,
0: and your uh the dinghy that you have with it is that's called you used to call the other one Upward. <laughs> <laughs> and Onward called and that. Upward.
1: Jokingly we, yeah, called we never it. named it. Yeah. <laughs> Most okay. people
2: don't name their dinghies but some people do. Yeah. And so we, we just jokingly called it upward.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, what led you to live on a boat? Now, yeah, oh, by the way, I, when when I hear, okay, they're living on a trawler, I, I think of something, you know, like a fishing trawler or, or a Bubba Shrimp boat or something like that.
1: Our, yeah, that's exactly it's it. Trawlers have to do with uh, mostly with the shape of the hull, they're very slow boats. Uh, they just shove the water out of the way. We don't get on top of the water like a planing boat. Uh, but they're meant to be stable and, and have long legs, and um, we you know, just have a lot of living space. So it's okay. and- a going trawler that can go. We have, we have a, a range of some probably, well, four to 6,000 miles, depending on how fast you go. Know. Uh, is, it, is it diesel? It is. We have a single diesel. Go ahead.
2: A lot of people, when we say we live on a boat, they picture, you know, oh, poor thing, you live on a boat. (laughs) They either picture that or they picture a houseboat. This is not that. This is – it's a small yacht, and it has a bathroom and a kitchen and two bedrooms. It's got everything you need to live pretty comfortably. Um, It is – easier than camping in some ways but you except for getting off the boat you have to be careful where you get off obviously because you know you're surrounded by water typically yes. so so that kind of confines you a little more than than camping maybe but um we we enjoy it
0: yeah we well it. i would we think so that. after all these years i'm sorry
1: yeah we did the camping thing yes um, between mm-hmm. when we sold our house, uh, this most recently, we sold our house in what, February?
2: February.
1: W- and um, we thought, hey, it's going to probably be about a year till we find a boat that we want. The the market for used boats has really slowed to crawl. Just nobody was selling them. And um, so we bought an Airstream, a 25-foot Airstream, and moved into that. We lived in that for about four months while we were boat shopping and we thought it would be a year, but it happened a lot faster than we expected. And um, But we did get our, our feet wet in the RV world as well. Okay.
0: Yeah, we loved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we uh, the other day I heard a term that I had not heard before. You know, there's full-time RVers. Oh, yeah. uh, I was interviewing one of our RV, or uh, excuse me, sojourner couples the other day, and uh, they used the term most-timers. Mm -hmm. So there's full-timers and most-timers, and we're part-timers. Seems like a lot of timers,
1: but anyway. Well, what led you to live on a boat? Around 2010, we were thinking, hey, we're getting close to retiring from the Air Force. And our original plan, uh, because we love to travel, we we didn't intend to just sit somewhere. Uh, Our original plan was to buy a fifth wheel and uh, get on the fifth wheel and just go. Uh, we were looking for property to kind of call a home base down in, um, uh, Fairhope, Fair Alabama. Oh, okay. Sure. As, as we always do everywhere we go, no matter if we're traveling in Europe or Japan or the United States, we always migrate to the water. And so we went to the water and we had lunch on a pier out there. And then we were standing there looking at a, uh, at a marina and people were getting on and off the boats there and, and, uh. We were just standing there for probably 30, 40 minutes, an hour, I don't know. And Vicky looked at me and she said, hey, do you, I wonder if some of those people live on the boats. And I said, yeah, I, I imagine they do. You know, they probably do. We didn't know anything about boats. And, uh, and she said, well, could we live on a boat? And I said, well, why not? This was, that was July <laughs> 10th of 2010. I remember it still to this day. And um, we stood there for probably another hour or two just imagining in our heads and talking over what we thought would be good on a boat to to have. And in our heads, I think we actually described the boat that we're on right now. Yeah. It has all the features that we, we knew nothing about boats, but the things that we thought we'd want to have outdoor living space, a nice galley. Fly bridge. Uh, yeah. Fly bridge, you know, just all these different things. And we actually described the boat. So it was on July 10th of 2010 that we decided let's not do the uh, fifth wheel let's find a boat. It took us 4 years to to learn about boating to find the boat that we purchased in November of 2014 and, uh, and then and we to moved to downsize.
2: Forward. That took yeah. quite all a Or
1: downsizing. Yeah. The downsizing was a huge thing. Well, we're going to that's
0: what I really want to talk about when we get there about all the downsizing kinds of things cuz that that's that's where we cross over as sojourners
1: uh, living in, in our RVs. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you transition from most timer to full timer (laughs) done it twice, Yeah, two times. And uh, so we've got a little bit of experience. (laughs) I
0: I mean, I can just imagine the challenges. We, we stayed in our RV for three months one time when we were helping start a congregation up in Pennsylvania. And uh, I, I, yeah, I, we, we decided it's great to have it and to be gone for a month, but we liked having a, a home base, a headquarters we would come back to. So different folks, though, so, they love full timing and uh, all of that. So they, they share some of that with you. Well, I'd, I'd like to hear from, from you guys, both of you, on how you made that transition from the Dirt House The one that floats on water, especially let's talk about what you started to talk about a few minutes ago, where you downsize your possessions. Y'all, y'all had a beautiful house here in Prattville, two story. Part of it was a frame. It was a beautiful house. And and so now you had furniture to deal with and, and all of your other possessions and everything. So. Uh, that's what we face as sojourners. You go from living with all your stuff and surroundings, and now you've got to really make everything work for you. So how do, how do you do that?
2: Well, initially, we thought, okay, if we're going to do this, we need to make sure we can live small. So we decided to move out of the house and into a two-bedroom apartment and just to see if we enjoyed the smaller space. So we didn't get rid of everything initially. In fact, we did that in stages. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, it, the the first downsizing move was into the apartment, and we got rid of all the things that were easy to get rid of. Just, yeah, we don't need that, or we don't want that anymore. That, that was easy.
1: Things that were not sentimental to us. Right. right. Um,
2: and then we moved into the two-bedroom. Apartment, and we found that we really enjoyed this small space. We weren't real keen on apartment life per se, but uh, the smallness was great. We were fine with that. So that took care of the first stage. And then okay. you Want to tell them what we did after that?
1: That's when we went to California.
0: Well, your your house was a four bedroom house, and and uh, it was uh, actually
1: yeah was yeah was, oh four bedroom. That's right. That one was I'm four. Five. Yeah, it has about okay. 3,500 square feet. Yeah. Uh, very large homes. We had a lot of stuff to get rid of. Uh, well, we well, moved-
0: I mean, certainly you, you said you moved into a two-bedroom apartment, so I would think right away the extra bedroom furniture would have been high on the list of things to downsize. Yeah. I'm having a hard time remembering, but I
1: think we scored. <laughs> I think we okay. may have. And then, and then we had one more move uh, around that time of life. It's that time of life where our parents were getting getting quite old and needing help out in California, and uh, so in 2012, uh, again, you know, we got the boat dream in 2010, but in 2012, we decided to move out to California temporarily for a couple of years to help primarily Vicky's parents. And, uh, and my mother as well was out there. Uh, but as they were aging and, and uh, you know, going through the, the, their final years on Earth. And yeah. uh, so moved out there. And I had one more move with the Air Force. So we, we didn't get rid of a whole lot of stuff. So we had the Air Force move it out to California.
0: There you go.
1: And we moved into a very large place there. And, um, and then when Vicky's parents passed away, uh, they both passed away while we were there. We moved into their house with mostly a bunch of their furniture, a whole bunch of our furniture and started the downsizing in earnest at that point. Okay. That's where it became very interesting because we, we had just tons of things from her parents, uh, that they had had collected over, you know, uh, seven, eight decades of life. And, um, it was tough go ahead it
2: was challenging because my mom and dad had so many things from from ancestors so it wasn't just getting rid of a table it was getting rid of her grandmother's table and so what we did with that kind of stuff was we called family members and just asked if they wanted this and that and whatever else we had and we shipped the dining room table over to our nephew that was in yuma we drove it out there for them um my mom and dad's china cabinet that was her grandmother's went to my cousin and um then we called the an antique dealer he came out and took quite a bit of stuff um and then everything else went to goodwill and we just okay. had went through piles and set it outside one pile at a time and for
1: goodwill for goodwill we documented it all because mm-hmm. a lot we of it did. was you know worth writing off as far as okay you know for tax purposes and things so that was that was kind of we, we tracked it for that as well right right um, well i, I would say it was really tough because we keep a lot of things that that other people are not interested in and i think okay. that was one of the toughest things don't you like what well like a lot of the furniture and things like that that, that your parents had
2: yeah nobody it, wanted it and we yeah. learned
1: a lot yeah we learned a lot
2: one of the biggest things we learned is that nobody wants your stuff
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so why hold on to it why why keep it as if you know your great grandchildren are going to have it nobody wants it yeah we begged people to take my parents
0: stuff <laughs> so so it were it was things that people have themselves, they have an emotional attachment to, but that that typically or might not go to another generation, especially a skipped
1: generation. Yeah, right. And it's just stuff. It's just it's just all stuff. Yeah. We and I think I don't know if I pushed this a little too hard. I may have pushed this concept too hard. But while we were in California, I had wanted wanted to get down to where everything that we owned would fit into, we had a six foot by nine, uh, six foot by 10 foot, six by 10, uh,
2: utility trailer. cargo
1: trailer, enclosed cargo trailer. And we sort of got in our minds, and I, I think I may have pushed forced the issue, I don't know, but that when we leave California, everything we own will fit into this six, six by foot 10. by 10, 60 square feet. Yes. Wow, and it was and it was so so there was not much you know sixty square feet times about six feet tall so you know you do the cubic uh, foot math I'm not going to do that public (laughs) Uh, but you know it was not it was not much space but we did it we left California and we fit into a six by ten foot trailer. Wow, and yeah, so it would but that the the second purging took uh, about a year uh, of. I mean, it was our daily job. Every day we got up and we went through things, we packaged them, we documented them, and got them ready to go. Um, And it took about a year. And it took, I I think that we went through it, what, two or three times where we said, okay, we finally got down to the wire. And we went through those drills where you have to, you you make a snap judgment. You look at something, do I want this or do I not, you know, don't want it? And you put it in the Goodwill pile, you put it in the trash pile, you put it in the keep pile. And we had to do that, what, three or four times probably? At
2: least three times we did that with okay. every everything that went out.
0: There was a show on a number of years ago about uh, building tiny houses and living in tiny houses, and people were making the transition. And they did something very similar to what you were talking about, but the, the host of the show, he actually put out tarps. Yeah, I think that's where
1: we got the idea. Mm-hmm. And he
0: okay, and he had them. You know, this is an absolute keeper. This is a maybe, and this is a get away from. And and uh, he says you need to see if you can live in the space equal to what your tiny house is going to be.
1: Yeah, it's wow. it's an amazing thing because every time you do it, uh, the, the the things that you think you can't live without get the, that list gets smaller every single time because, and and we did the same thing even after going through all of that to move on to the 40 foot boat and then getting back into a house. And I mean, we, we sold that boat in 2020, yeah,
2: 2021, January, 2021.
1: We sold that boat, moved to a house in, in Helena, Alabama. We bought everything, all brand new furniture, everything, a whole house full of stuff.
2: Five bedrooms,
1: <laughs> five bedrooms. Yeah. And, and, oh. um, and so we oh, bought it had all. to start all over again.
2: Living areas,
1: we bought it all. So we'll do it again. So we 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 bought all that. We decided we don't like living on the land. Let's get rid of this stuff. So we ended up uh, giving it, dividing it among the kids. Now it's more recent stuff, so it was more helpful to the kids. So it was still you know stylish or whatever. But again, we we got rid of everything uh, down to where this time we do have a small storage space. Uh, yeah. But it's mostly things that are just can't get rid of you know uh family photos bins of family photos and
2: wedding like dresses that. yeah things like that
1: <laughs> but we did it twice
0: now <laughs> oh man uh that it it's not really a source of conflict with lynn and i but uh i i she's got stuff from childhood and it's like okay it's up in the attic and it's always in the attic and it will always be in the attic yeah and uh things well, and from her parents where,
2: that's where storage units come in handy <laughs> right. if you go small you there are some things that you just can't bear to part with and sure. and you know that's okay there's yeah. there's places for that and that's why we have one there's still stuff we can't get rid of i i am not throwing away old family photos and things like that I yeah can't.
0: yeah sure yeah
2: we got rid of everything twice like we said and the only thing that I regret getting rid of was a small kitchen table that we had. And the reason I regret it is because we homeschooled all three of our children, and that's where they did their work. And there was, you know, pencil indentment uh-huh. and just okay. a lot of memories. That's the only thing I regret getting rid of.
0: Yeah, but, Me too. Uh, Okay. Well, let's. That's interesting. And, and you, you kind of touched on all of it. Some things you were easily separated from. Okay. That's just stuff. Other things uh, a little more challenging and then the personal things, but uh, you still had that mindset. Is this really that critical to me? And and you mentioned, uh, I think you mentioned some people take pictures of things. So they'll at least have the memory of it and those sorts of things. uh, I
2: did that with the children's um, artwork.
0: uh Uh-huh.
2: I took pictures of that because we couldn't keep all of the papers that we had from the kids. So I did
0: do that.
1: Yeah, nobody can get a refrigerator big enough to put up all of them. (laughs) them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, All right.
0: Well, let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about some of the challenging. What what has been the most challenging thing of living on a boat?
2: Well, when we travel, we don't have access to a vehicle.
0: Oh, okay.
2: So that can be challenging. Getting to church. We've had to walk to church in miles. Yeah. (laughs) I remember distinctly walking to church in Florida it must have been in the summertime because by the time we got there, we were yeah. not presentable. It
1: was. <laughs> we were,
2: yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah, there's so much humidity and heat. Um, so sometimes we have to walk. Um,
1: but there, We walked two yeah, or three miles.
2: At least it wasn't hot that time. That's true. But um, and yeah, then we in got an cold.
1: RV we typically have a tow vehicle. You know. Yeah. Right. So that that long way. Yeah, Vicki started to say.
2: Uh, oh, no,
1: have uh, we we have, at one point we finally uh, bought segways for ourselves. Uh, segways, the little personal transport devices, two wheels, and they they balance you and things. We can send what, you. A what was it? Segway. S E G. Oh oh oh, the segways. Yeah yeah. Uh, we we bought a couple of those because they were pretty easy to get off the boat and on the boat, and uh, we would go around on those. We could take them shopping or cruising into town or whatever. Uh, they were less than perfect, but they did get us a, a lot of attention. There are <laughs> cities where we found out after it happened that there were cities with Facebook pages that, you know, some roving photographer took our photo. Hey, here's the Segway couple, you know. <laughs> 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 okay. I can, I can picture that. Yeah. Um, they were, yeah, know, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. A
0: lot of folks are uh, purchasing those electric bicycles, you know, that are even electric tricycles for those that have a balance challenge.
2: I think that's what we're going to do next is yeah. we'll probably get bikes, electric bikes. Yeah. The same were fun, but they weren't necessarily the most practical. You had to yeah. be real full on gravel and slant, Certain slanted things. surfaces.
0: Okay. But always wear a helmet. Always wear so,
2: helmet.
0: So I, I, I picture that and I would see that as quite entertaining watching that, but, What do you think has been the most entertaining part of living
1: on the boat? And I have, well, go ahead. When I think of entertaining things, aspects of boat life, at least, is when we're underway and the dolphins come to see us. Oh, yeah. We've been surrounded by hundreds of dolphins. Sometimes out in the middle of the Gulf one time we're passing, well, and boat going both ways on the Gulf. But out in the middle of nowhere, no land in sight, just blue sea and all of a sudden, you'll see these huge pods of dolphins come up, and they're playing, and uh, they'll look up at you. Vicki goes to the bow and, and takes videos and things. and That just never gets old. I think that's probably the most entertaining thing. I think so, too. And the pelicans. We oh, love yeah, guy. we love
2: the pelicans.
1: That's one of the reasons we really, really wanted to, to get up aboard a boat and travel is just to see the creation. God has a tremendous imagination. and Man, he's blessed us with some, some beautiful and interesting Creatures, you know, yeah, that's been. And what was the other thing you were going to say?
2: Oh, just the all the people trying to get from the boat to wherever you're going. If you're in a marina, you better plan on at least 15 minutes early because all the way down the dock, you're going to be talking to people. Yeah. And um, so it's, that's always been fun. There's there's this thing they call docktails, and you probably have something similar in the RV world. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, we missed that when we were RVing, but yeah. um, uh, I, I've heard about it. But here on the docks, they'll, you know, when they come in after a cruising day, everybody will get together and share a meal. Or, yeah.
0: Yes, well community. when when all of us sojourners get together, where uh, usually Thursday night at, at Camp B, we we have a potluck dinner and we review the week and we play games, we just have a great time. But we have a thing during workshop that we call sojourner tales. And uh, that that sounds like what you're talking about. Here's the things that happen during the year. Some some quite entertaining and uh, some words of warning, you know, things like that. Well, let me ask some, do you still have the
1: cat? Oh, we had two cats aboard our last boat. Um, but we 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 do not have them anymore. Okay. One one of them. I, I don't know if we need to go into that, but anyway, we don't have them anymore.
2: Well, what yeah, Casey has one, our youngest daughter has okay. one of
1: them. They they're not happy crew.
2: Yeah, they they did not really enjoy the water.
0: Well, I, I was that's where I was going to. I remember uh, in, in your other boat, uh, you you uh, posted a picture one time where the cat slid off the side of the boat.
2: Yeah, yeah. that was rough.
1: Yeah, he uh, did that twice. That's the cat that, that Casey has still, but he, okay. he twice. you know, they say that cats aren't necessarily water creatures, but this cat did an 80-foot dash because he swam all the way to the front of the boat, and then Vicky called him back to the back and he came back. And it was pretty quick. Yeah. But we think he was probably leaning over to see, uh, at that marina, there were manatees and dolphins that came through. and Maybe okay. he was leaning over too far to see one.
0: Yeah. Not, not much to grab
1: hold to no, for a, a cat. Then yeah. you're not going to stop.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, people in RVs a lot of times will travel with dogs, but every now and then we see a cat, but not too many cats. We'll see dogs, but not so many cats.
2: Well, we do right. have a dog now. We got a dog when we were in the house, and so she came to the boat with
1: us. Okay. Her name is Sailor, of course. Her name yeah. is Sailor? Sailor, Sailor yeah. This, yeah I, no, can that's... Show, I can't show the crowd, but that's Oh, okay.
0: Sailor. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: He's He's our... I, uh, I, I thought
0: in times past that if we ever got a dog that would travel with us in our RV, that I would call it Traveler.
2: There, oh, you, there go. you go.
1: That's a wonderful name.
0: Yeah,
2: that is a good name. We we saw a boat called Traveler. Yeah, just, just a couple months Oh, ago. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good right. name.
0: <laughs> well, I, I have enjoyed this. I truly have. And I think our listeners also as well. Uh, it's interesting that you do share some of the same things, you being in a boat and us in our RVs. Uh, and And, you know, one of the other things that you get to do that we also get to do that's been a joy, is wherever we go, we run into brothers and sisters in the Lord. Uh, we, we'll, we'll, we'll attend a new congregation. And it's like, we've been there all this time. The yeah. Right. yeah, It's amazing. Folks
1: are just wonderful. Yeah, the community is, is yeah, that that's
0: just a joy uh, that, that we, uh, and, and sometimes it'll be a tiny congregation of six or eight people and, or maybe it'll be several hundred, but, you know, they just always welcome
1: their family. And
0: that's that's just a joy of traveling.
1: I don't know if you'd want to squeeze this in somewhere, Dave. It might take some editing. But something as we were preparing for this, we talked about that, that I would recommend if people are thinking about downsizing or even, you know, doing long-term RVing or boating, if that's what they decided to do but one thing that vicky brought up was very wise before we did this was she she said let's make sure that we promise each other one year on the boat okay this is this is a very big thing and vicky I, I take she gets all the credit for this because it was just a wise decision before we did the boat vicky she said we need to put our heads together and say and promise each other that we'll give it at least one year before we mix the idea or decide to move off the boat or whatever, because she foresaw that there are going to be difficulties, going to be challenges. Uh, moving into a small space is hard. Uh, adopting a new form of travel, even in an RV, when you're pulling a you know a ten thousand pound uh, trailer behind you in traffic, it, it's stress inducing. Yeah. And uh, so she, it was very wise, and we just we agreed, okay, one year. Because I'll tell you what, after a few weeks on the boat, we might have said, if if one of us had not adopted that that promise to the other, we may have said, you know what, I'm done. I can't handle this. And and there have been you know many hurdles like that. It took maybe a couple of two or three months, I guess, till finally Vicky, as we were crossing Florida on the Okeechobee waterway, she she looked at me and said, I love this. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Before that, though, I was practically in tears and just not sure I could handle it. And because I didn't know what I was doing, it was extremely brain. frustrating and at times scary. And um, I'm just real glad that we had that in mind that we're going to do this at least one year okay. before we make any decision. So I that think we, that's a
0: great thing because you're a- all of a sudden you're in a smaller space. You better love each other.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, that that was a huge thing, and then and then the second huge thing, uh, I think, and this applies both to RVs to any lifestyle change, but is is it's an iterative process. It's iterative. As I'm trying to say, as we moved, even after having moved on to our first boat and having to downside and all that, and then moving off and moving into a house, coming back to this boat, we literally returned half of the things we brought back to our storage unit Mm -hmm. we thought we had it all pared down but but it's an iteration you know you, you you bring everything aboard and then you start going wow there's no home for this or you know what i really don't need this you're loading back up vans we literally took back to alabama half of the things we brought down here okay but it is iterative and you know just give yourself some time uh you know, plan on things being a little cluttered or whatever for a little while. Figure out if you need it. If you don't need it, get rid of it. Uh, yeah. is, so, that, that is a lifesaver, I think.
0: Yeah. So don't make any rash, quick decisions about it. Work your way through it. Yes. And, and right. I know people that will rent an RV or something like that and spend some time on it to see if, in fact, they want to make that investment commitment. Yeah.
1: It's a good okay. way to do it and then think about it uh, if you're renting, somebody else is still going to fix the pumps and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you keep in mind that you're, you're driving around a little city and you've got to manage.
0: We enjoy traveling Lynn and I do, uh, but it's always great to get back home. Uh, we were, we were gone one time for, um, uh, right about two months on a, on a sojourn, uh, I, I had to be out at Camp B for a month as one of the co-directors, but then Lynn had eye trouble okay. and we had a snowstorm and just things, one thing after another. And so when we got back to Prattville, we wore our Sojourner name tag so people would know who we were. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, it's always good to get back home. Well, let me wrap up uh, and, and Guy and Vicki. Thank you. I, I'm really looking forward to visiting with you in person the next time you're sailing through this area um, you know we still have sunday lunch at las casitas our favorite restaurant and uh, mm-hmm. i'll tell larry you said hello uh, thank you he's he's still working there same larry you know we yeah. walk in and he brings our drinks to us automatically okay. so well friends that wraps up our visit with guy and vicky wood two wonderful people that love our Lord and are very inspirational to many. If you are interested in being a guest on our podcast or know someone or you know a topic, please email me at sojournersevangelize at gmail.com. Sojournersevangelize at gmail.com. Also, please follow our podcast to keep updated when new episodes are published. Well, I'm your host, Dave Layton, and remember to glorify God as together We travel with a purpose.